Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Lightyear. Directed by Angus McLean, Lightyear is the computer-animated science fiction action-adventure film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and distributed by Disney. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Lightyear yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. The film is a spin-off of the Toy Story film series, serving as a type of origin story for the character Buzz Lightyear. It stars Chris Evans as the voice of the titular character. Luke, you have the plot. Young astronaut, space ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure after being marooned on a hostile planet with the commander and crew. Trying to find a way back home, Buzz is accompanied alongside ambitious recruits Izzy, Moe, Darby, and his robot companion Socks. As the Motley crew tackles their toughest mission yet, they must learn to work together as a team to escape the evil Zerg and his dutiful robot army that are never far behind. This was a pretty, this was a pretty interesting one. Um, I mean, who isn't a fan of the Toy Story film, Pixar, Disney, all that wonderful, great stuff? Um, I mean, this is not the first time we've gotten an origin story type thing for Buzz Lightyear, um, but it's the first, I guess, theatrical film. Um, and theatrical is a key word there. Um, not on Disney Plus, that's worth noting. It's been a while for Pixar, so that's a whole thing. Um, but the concept of this, um, you know, there's a, been a bit of confusion, controversy, if you if you will, um, about this. Um, but to be honest, I... I love this concept, this idea that this that this film is the film that Andy from you know that the first Toy Story film that he watched this movie and and fell in love with this character and wanted the toy, the toy based on this movie character. Yeah, I just let you go there. You um you are I mean I like Toy Story like most people. I know you love. Toy Story. So I just let you go there in the opening. You know, the start of the movie in 1995, Andy got a toy from his favorite movie. This is that movie. I thought it was a good way of opening and tying into Toy Story. I I took my youngest to watch this, and she's four. So I read the the text out to her, and do you know what she said? Finally, which made me chuckle. <laughs> finally, she said. Finally, yeah, yeah. I finally, was pretty, pretty funny. Obviously, she's not been waiting since nineteen ninety-five. She was not born then, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I thought her response was pretty, pretty funny. That's kind of cool. So it's like, yeah, it's like the people, even the young ones, they've been waiting for this. We've been waiting, haven't we? Have we? I guess we have. <laughs> Do you know what? I this is not my review because obviously, well, this is not my rating, should I say, because we're going to do that at the end. I don't know if I mean they certainly weren't making films like this for kids in 95. I don't th- I don't know. I don't think this film is enough to be getting Andy <laughs> yeah. excited about 
getting the toy and being a big fan of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, it's the weird because I mean we've we've got the concept like the premise of this film right is one thing. It's like okay, cool. This is the movie, and I guess like the story and stuff that comes with it, and the characters like okay, cool. That's what that is. And then it's like the the toy, the Buzz Lightyear toy that we see in Toy Story is based on this movie character. Cool. Okay, we're all on board. We're on the same page. But you're right. It's like okay, Con- like conceptually, technically, this movie is supposed to have existed in 1995 or 1994 or whenever it actually did come out. It was meant to make this kid so, I guess, like bedazzled, amazed, just almost, yeah, just just fully engrossed in, in what it is to be like, I need that toy. I mean, it's a cool toy. Like Buzzley is a, is a pretty kick-ass toy. But yeah, for this to be his favourite movie, though, I mean, it, that is something we have to get behind. But you know what? Some people's favourite movie movies aren't necessarily the best made movies ever or the, you know, the greatest movies. But I guess the idea is that, like, he's a, you know, an action hero, astronaut, space is fun. It, it works. I mean, the character character of the concept is exciting. The opening makes you think of Toy Story because there he is. They're mentioning Andy. The last 10 minutes of the film makes you think of Toy Story. We're getting the primary greens on the Space Ranger outfit. The ship at the end is the box that that the toy came in in that first Toy (laughs) Story movie. So it's, but you do get reminders of Toy Story throughout. I mean, honestly, I wasn't prepared for the amount of times they would say to infinity and beyond. (laughs) And hey, I get it. There's an emotional reason for it. It's the relationship between Buzz and Hawthorne, the grandmother. Well, yeah, again, they say it a lot. I mean, what's different, like, the thing that's different here is, okay, look, again, like, you're putting your mind into the, the space of, like, okay, look, we're designing a toy based on this thing. We're going to put some, boy, or like, recordings of things that he says into this toy that kids can play with. And it's, like, the two, to infinity and beyond thing, like, it's a, it's like a call to, it's a call to arms. It's like a, you know, it's a, it's like an action kind of, like, I'm about to go into whatever I'm about to do, you know, be heroic and stuff. In this movie, though, not once has it ever said like that. It's it's very much, like you said, an emotional thing. It's a it's a thing with the relationship and, like, you know, there's definitely an emotional weight behind it, but it's never used as a, this is my catchphrase. But, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's... It's weird. I'm like, I'm trying watching this movie, right? The experience for me was like keeping keeping my mindset in a way of like this movie inspired the design of this toy, but also just being like, shut up, watch the movie. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting. It's just an interesting way to sort of reverse engineer an origin story type thing for this character that to be honest is not the same character but it is but you can't go into this being like hey let's um i'm gonna get a buzz lightyear movie it's it's not buzz lightyear the toy you know woody and the gang and all of that it's it's something very different um and on one hand i'm applauding 
Disney and Pixar for doing this, this, this retro, this retro futuristic sci-fi kind of um, film and sort of like just taking creative liberties with this character that we kind of know and having an interesting spin on it. It's very bizarre, but um, there's, there's enough toy story in this, like oh, there is. the Buzz Lightyear character. There's a, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I had fun with like what, what they were doing with the character. Like, you know, especially when we first see him and it's sort of, he's almost saying the same dialogue but obviously we're getting a sort of slightly different performance, but it's sort of like, ah, eh, that's the thing that he said in Toy Story, you know, when we first made him and then just different things that Buzz would say, you know, like not today. And, you know, like, no sign of intelligent life anyway, like all sorts of things, coming star command, all of yeah. that. It's, like, it's all, yeah. yeah, it's it's all there. And, and the narration as well. It's funny. And he's called out. Who, who are you talking to? And there's times where he generally is recording and he's reminded of the facts that, you know, nobody actually listens to those. And there's times where he is just talking out loud and he's narrating to himself. <laughs> See, that's that's fun. You know, the the visuals, are the, I mean, I mean, this is a Pixar movie. He does look incredible. The look and design of Buzz works. I like what they've done where they've added the muted colours. You can see it's what the toy is based on, but at the same time, it fits the world and the film that we're watching. But saying that, though, again, last 10 minutes of the film, the suit looks better. I'm much happier watching because it, him yeah. and the Space Rangers. He's like, oh, that really does look like the toy. You know, I completely forgot. You know, he's got the jetpack and the wings. And when that happened in the third act, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot Buzz has that. You know, the whole thing, you know, <laughs> falling with style yeah. in the first Toy Story movie. Oh, that's that's something cool that they've really waited to reveal that in the film. There was a lot of stuff in this that was sort of, you know, like as you as you get to know the like the Buzz character through the Toy Story movies and there's a bit of his mythology and stuff that's revealed, you know, I'll take like Emperor Zerg and stuff like that. And there's that moment in Toy Story 2 where it is sort of, you know, like, the, I mean, they're, what they're doing is a Star Wars thing, but. You know, it's like, you killed my father. And it's like, no, Buzz, I am your father. And, and then it's like, ah, oh, Zerg is Buzz's dad. That's weird. And they play on that in this movie. And that's exciting because I was thinking, watch this. I was like, I wonder if that's actually like going to be, you know, true mythology to this character. And they kind of get you. And I'm like, ah, but then they they flip it up a little bit. And But I was, I was still like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is happening. That was That was fun. There's this stuff. To be honest, I I forgot all of that. I mean, I've seen the four Toy Story movies and the specials that they've done as well. I've seen them many times, but I don't know. I don't remember every detail about them. So as I was watching it, and I haven't seen that Buzz Lightyear animated series either. I keep meaning to check out the pilot, but I still haven't watched that. So I had no idea who Zerg was going to be. I had no idea whatsoever. And even with not remembering who it had been previously, I was like thinking, well, maybe they're going to switch it up anyway, so you don't necessarily need to remember. And then, like you say, the movie does its own spin on the identity of Zerg, which did surprise me. I didn't know that's what it was going to be. Yeah. But look, this movie, it doesn't, like, it doesn't shy away from being, you know, like truly a sci-fi based um i mean dare i say even like grounded um in, in its sort of 
in its um, direction. It, it's, you know, it's dealing with some pretty high concept. What is it? Time displacement or dilation or whatever it's called. I think it's time dilation. You know, like the that kind of concept is pretty, I mean, I guess your daughter as an example, a four-year-old, did she have any idea what was happening? I mean, she did have a couple of questions, but not many, to be honest. I mean, if not for this being a film about Buzz Lightyear, the concept of this film, it wouldn't have got her to want to watch it. So it is working. Like they're selling this on the back of Toy Story. But you're right. It, I mean, this is a proper sci-fi. It is high concept. But she did get it. Like it's fairly, you know, they do spell it. Well, you don't spell it out. You see it, that the characters are aging who are left behind compared to Buzz. It's been minutes for them. Each time he goes, it's four years. So she was able to follow. Like they did a good job of of telling the story. Yeah, as as Pixar. So I guess it's sort of just like Buzz goes into space, he comes back, um, and everyone's getting older. He goes back into space, he comes back, everyone's a lot more older. Is that is that how it works? Like it works enough? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess you don't need to you don't need to understand. And it keeps happening, it keeps happening over and over. Like basically each time Buzz goes up. Four years pass, and then he's going mission after yeah. mission after mission. I did overhear another kid in the screening, and when Hawthorne died and she was in the hospital bed, a kid like asked his parents, you know, what's happened to her? But I think you're right. Pixar, yeah. they always do a good job of letting kids and adults know what's actually happening. You know, like with this, with this obviously being, you know, quite a different type of, of genre. You know, not really, again, not really one that we've kind of seen with Pixar. Like this is very heavy on the action, um, especially act two, act three. Like there's, it, it really is just like an action adventure film after, you know, like the final time jump. And then you've got Buzz and and the recruits. Um, the, my biggest, com- the comparison I made, like sort of, Walking out of this movie, and I was like, "What did I? What did I feel? This like the whole thing with Buzz going into space, doing his thing, and then coming back and having those time jumps, and you know the story being told. You know, the the real impact of him was like the, he's lo- you know he's losing these years, or he's losing these years with these people that he knows, like his friends, his I guess like you know his crew, like what would be family." So the sort of the first act, the first like arc of this of this film, it reminded me of Up. Just like you know, you have such an emotional, an emotionally driven sort of sort of story arc that it's it's complete in its own thing. And if you walk away and just have that as your film, it's like masterpiece. Because at the end of that, you know, like when Hawthorne uh, died, I like I was like, yep, there we go. This is. This is Pixar doing what they're doing, just like punching us in the gut. But then after that, it's sort of much like up, you know, it's 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 sort of just like, hey, let's just have fun. We're doing crazy things. There's lots of action. Very similar to up. You have that heart-wrenching sort of, you know, it's a lot shorter than this, but it's a, you know, good 20 minutes or something. And then by the end of it, it's just like, okay, cool. Now there's balloons and, you know, the talking dog and these weird. I don't know, flamingo things or whatever was in that. It gets pretty wacky. Sort of like this movie. 
it just goes into a different direction of like there's action there's a lot of bits and yeah all crazy things going on and it sort of doesn't really have any other sort of emotional kind of pull to it i mean at the end you know like happy ending kind of thing and it's like cool 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 and there's stuff that buzz is like grappling with but yeah it's very front-loaded heavy with the emotion not a bad thing just the comparison i made yeah with with the introduction of the rookies now i knew going into this that taika wahiti was voicing a character but i honestly didn't know who he was voicing and you know you can't mistake his voice once you hear it but his character mo a bit of an i mean both mo and darby really don't bring too much to it i mean i know they are part of the new space rangers i think i think more so knowing taika was going to be in it and this was his character and you know the whole thing he's got a pen hey i've got a pen I mean, those two characters. A, I've yeah, got to be honest. It's a funny gag when it pays off. It yeah, pays off, and it, you know, and eventually he has he has a pen. It was just there as something to do. Um, yeah, those two characters. I mean, Izzy is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Really liked her character and feeling like she could never live up to her grandmother. She'd grew up learning all about Buzz and the Space Rangers. I felt like those two together had a really good relationship and helping each other grow. And then occasionally Mo would bump into something. Darby would make a joke about her being a criminal. She can put any three things together to make a bomb. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but Darby and Mo, like they were kind of like just characters that were just hanging on and they were there just to be extra characters. I get, you're not wrong in, yeah, in my opinion, you're, you're not, you're not wrong at all. I mean, uh, like Izzy does benefit from having that connection to the grandmother and therefore, you know, there's sort of, you know, there's confusing feelings with, you know, Buzz and his relationship with her. But even then, like, even with that, I'm like, the recruits as a whole, their, their main purpose essentially is to kind of alter Buzz's mindset of I work best alone. I can, you know, like the opening scene, it has him with, you know, the, that recruit then, um, Bill Hader, surprisingly, that feathering Hampston or, or whatever his name is. And it's sort of his, you know, like his reluctancy to work with a recruit. He's like, no, 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 like I'm trained up. I can get the job done. I'm doing my own thing. The new recruits, they're, they're just a, they're just there to move that kind of story arc for Buzz's, for the Buzz character. That's it. And because of that, besides the pencil joke, and yeah, there are some nice moments with Izzy and Buzz. But other than that, they don't really do too much to, again, the movie loses. There's, there's no emotional, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there's just no emotional oomph when you get to the end of it. It's very action-focused. The characters are there, but there's not much to them. Well-voiced, you know? Like, we're, we're getting some... Like, everything's perfectly fine. It's just not particularly interesting with them. Yeah, and you mentioned Bill Hader there. 
missed that. Did not know he was in it until now. And it's not in it long, I mean, to be fair. From... Like, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> stick around. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'll be honest, do... only from the research and the... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Bill Hader, okay. And they do have that gag, and Buzz is like, I can't look at him, he's going to give me the sad eyes. And he does. That's funny. <laughs> There's some jokes that land in here. I mean, of course, Tim Allen is the toy. Chris Evans is the voice of Lightyear in this film. He always sounded like Chris Evans. And I get it. He's doing the voice. Yeah. But it was just, I don't know. Like, I think just because There's... we, yeah. We we are well rehearsed in both how Chris Evans sounds and and how Tim Allen sounds. That to us we are definitely going to hear the differences more so than the similarities. But there's no denying like there is a similarity to the sort of I guess like the I don't know whether it's it's a tonal thing. There is something about the two voices that I'm like, yeah, it kind of works. And you know, in the real world. And even using the Toy Story toys as examples, you know, like Tom Hanks and Tim Allen provide the voices in the movie when they have the toys. Um, actually, I believe Tim Allen might actually do the Buzz Lightyear toys. But, you know, it's Tom Hanks' uh, brother who does the, the the Woody voice. So, you know, it's... Yeah, it's because he can un- Yeah, because he can take off his brother. That's why. And whether Hanks yeah. didn't want to do it or is busy making his next film, but he was the one that enlisted Cheaper. his brother saying, hey, my brother can do me, essentially. He can do a good Tom Hanks. But, yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, when Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear, like, for the most part, he isn't just using his talking voice. Like, he's, he's you know, it's like he's, I don't know, breathing in, he's talking from his chest, and that is Tim Allen doing Buzz Lightyear. And you're right, there is some moments where, they do kind of sound like each other, or you know, Evans is sounding like Alan. But for most of the time, it, it sounds like Captain America. It sounds like pretty much any yeah. film that Chris Evans has done. And that's what I was trying but to get at like, before. But that's okay, though, isn't it? Is that a criticism or is that a an observation? I don't know. Well, if if it honestly <laughs> like, not if, sure. if this was a live action Buzz Lightyear film and they'd cast Chris Evans. I wouldn't expect Chris Evans to try and sound like anything other than what he actually sounds like. But because it's a Pixar film, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I it, mean, like, do you know what I mean? Like, would have been Tim Allen and not have been an issue. But then at the same time, it's like, because it is Chris Evans, I'm like, it's still not a problem. I, I don't know, like... I've got no issue with... He's really good. Yeah, He's I've really got no issue with Chris Evans casting. It's just, I don't know, like, there's just times where it's like, he looks like Buzz, but sounds like Captain America. <laughs> I, I, I Again, don't know what I'm trying. I don't know what I'm trying to get You're not wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's just like, there is, there's just a thing there, but is it necessarily a bad thing? Potentially, but how bad is it? It's just Maybe a, a thing. I, I don't know. A thing with the casting, like there is voice actors who solely do voice work. You know, there's so many actors out there, and it's not as if they're plastering Chris Evans' name big on the posters. 
Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like, they're hey, not, look, yeah, they're not we've got... using that as a selling point. They're not at all. But then you watch it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what really I'm getting out there. But I've got no issue nah, well, look, with I, the performance and, you know. I mean, I, I mention that all the time. I'm like, you know, usually it is because of marketing that they get a, a big name to do the voice. In this instance, though, like, in our world, as we're watching these movies, it's two animated films or five animated films. <laughs> so you're right. Like it very much could have been Tim Allen and maybe Tim Allen could have done like the buzz voice, maybe like tweaked it a bit to make it be like, well, this is the, the live action buzz version. But in within the world of like, you know, Andy goes to the movies and watches this. Yeah, that makes sense that it's a different voice potentially because it's actually a person. I don't know. It's it's confusing, but I don't know if it really matters. But then it's like, because it doesn't really matter, it really could have been Tim Allen, but not enough to make me hate it. Interestingly enough, you know, I said like, you know, like Chris Evans does have that sort of, there are similarities to Tim, Tim Allen. Socks, the little robot cat thing. Now, I don't know why, but just when I was watching this, I was like, Peter Soane, who, who's providing the voice of this robot, I was like, did they purposely get someone who sounds not the same, but just ever so slightly like a Tom Hanks, Woody? Did, was that just me? Did you get that as well? Not at all. I didn't think okay. he sounded like okay. Tom Hanks at all. Is, did he to you? I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't pick the difference kind of thing, but I was just like, just sort of the same kind of dynamic to the voice, you know, just like, just the, I can't explain how Tom Hanks speaks, but it's, it's just like, I don't know, same sort of, I guess, dialect, accents, um, I guess like the pitch of the voice. I don't know, I just felt like eh, maybe they went with someone who kind of sounded like a Woody to be with a, you know, someone who sounds like a Buzz. Maybe that's all just in my head, but uh, again, something I just noted. I was like, but anyway, socks. That aside, the voice aside, <laughs> yeah, yeah. socks is pretty delightful. I mean, yeah, both versions of socks, even the the, the, the older mangle, the evil version, <laughs> the older the older mangle version. Ah, oh, crazy. I mean, technically, they're probably all the same age or very close to. Yeah, time thing's very confusing. But um, no, pretty pretty cool. So I'm sure that will sell lots of toys. Ironically, the yeah, toys don't look toys. very good, though, do they? <laughs> That's the thing. The, to- the toys. The, it's funny. We're, we're talking the toys about look better in this world for that first Toy Story film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this world, the Buzz Lightyear toy designed off this in-world movie. Pretty cool, you know. They made it more fun. They made it bright. Lots of buttons, blinking lights. The actual real world toys based on this movie, my head hurts. I'm like, eh, they're kind of like, yeah, they're just kind of chunky and blocky and like just bland. He has a sword though, that's pretty cool. His little light sword blade thing. But you're right, when you get to the, end of the movies and you and, and you've got you've got the bright, the brighter green, and it is a bit more sort of like solid at the top. That's that looks better, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. Can you get saying, those as toys? Saying that though, <laughs> they do look like toys. 
in the last 10 minutes, but it does <laughs> look better. But does it look better because it looks more like Toy Story? I think so. I think I think that's it just it, what it is. It looks better because like it just makes you feel like ah, I know it's familiar. But yeah, there's no there's no going by like going past the fact that it's like they did well in designing the original Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, look, I mentioned the the thing with Zerg and the whole reveal about who he is. Uh, again, this was genuinely like I, it got like a what out of me. This was pretty. This was pretty cool. The, the fact that like it was Buzz, but an older version from like a different timeline that had like gone askew, you know, like, and he had become one with the robot army aliens. I mean, didn't see that coming. Got pretty crazy. Yeah, well, and like you said, you're in the cartoon or in the movies, like the first thing that Buzz thinks, Dad? He's like, no, I'm you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm you. Years from now. When he said Dad, I was like, oh, shit, they're doing that. They're doing this. But then, yeah, he immediately, immediately was like, no, I am you. And that's pretty mental. And again. Yeah, yeah. It it worked for me. I did. Conceptually pretty, pretty crazy stuff. It's like. You know, that guy's obviously on his path and the buzz that we're currently like with is like, like, no, there's a better way. Or like, we can't, I can't even remember what they were doing, but like, I am not going along with what you're doing because you're all twisted. And now, what did you say? Mangled? Yeah. Um, well, the, the the big difference though is that old Buzz, he didn't know about Hawthorne getting married, having children, grandchildren. He didn't know about right, it. He didn't yes. know... He didn't know any of that, so he just he was driven it's to like go he back. He didn't have a life. He didn't. So he didn't think anyone else did. Yeah, and he wanted to go back so he... to Hawthorne and have her be a space ranger because when he last saw her, that's what she wanted to be a space mm. ranger again. Whereas our Buzz, he knows Izzy and he knows that the life that Hawthorne has had. So I did like that. That really works. But again. It's using Buzz and Izzy and none, none of the other two, not Darby, not Mo. It just comes down to Buzz and Izzy. But it did work, though. And that's because of the Buzz and Hawthorne relationship. Again, it ties back to that, which is all very deep. Again, that could have, even conceptually, like that's all very heavy and and it's Pixar, you know, going like, you know, we can, we can talk about some very interesting sort of the ethics and stuff of it and i'm like wow cool so very appreciative of what they were giving us there but again i just feel like they dropped the ball a little bit with like the emotional pull and getting us truly invested but i think that's purely because the characters weren't there to to elevate that it was it was more internally buzzer's struggle yeah um but i think that i think that that gets muddled with you know having izzy there and having mo and the rest the whole the whole crew there it's just like yeah there's there's a lot going on you know it's worth mentioning hawthorne the grandmother well before she's a grandmother has a wife yes it's worth mentioning uh, one one of the few criticisms or controversies of this film i can like you between you and me i mean i can already tell like not a problem it's not even like it's not it shouldn't be a thing but um, it's a thing that's worth noting because it is a thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thing. I mean, at one point, Pixar were said to be 
changing it and then they changed it back. You know, that was a thing for a while and it's, it's there, it's in the movie, it's set. And it just goes to like, because we spend a short amount of time really between Buzz and Hawthorne to begin with, but they, they, they give us enough that we know that they are close, not just out in the field as space rangers, but close as friends. So when Hawthorne is like, I've met someone or I've started seeing someone straight away, he knows she's talking about a female and that's it. And then just go with it. And then when he keeps flying and coming back and the characters are aging, he meets her and you see that it's just two women together in a relationship. The movie doesn't make a thing of it. It's just a thing that happens. Nobody questions yeah, it. Drama. It's just that's the relationship and there's no callback to it because why would you? There's no need to. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was... They don't yeah, make it a thing. It, it, oh, yeah, handled oh, oh. perfectly. It's just, it is, it's inclusive. It's reflective of the real world. If anything, if we, if I wanted to find some way of, uh, you know, being critical of it, I honestly would probably say, you know, and again, this is just me being silly, but I'd be like, well, if this movie was supposed to come out in 1995, this kind of inclusion probably wouldn't have been a realistic thing to put in that, you know, that would have been in that movie. I mean, probably. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean come on. It was considered controversial happening in a film that's released in 2022. <laughs> so you're right. A kid's exactly. movie in 1995. Like, it's pretty, yeah. But it I mean, didn't were, come out they, in 95. They it came were out, gay it came characters out this year. In, um, but... That's it. And that's, again, that's, we got to, again, pull ourselves back and be like, this is a movie that is coming out today. Today. Crazy. And in theaters, not in, not on streaming. Yeah. I was so, probably should have, so pleased (laughs) for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Box office is not doing too well. Is it? I mean, it, it couldn't get, it, yeah. I mean, films like Jurassic World Dominion, Top Gun Maverick, and this weekend, Minions, The Rise of Gru, that film, Minions, is absolutely dominating. And Lightyear mm. isn't doing too well, but it will find the a wider is, audience on Disney Plus, though. I wouldn't say not doing too well. I mean, like, for a for a Pixar, for a movie related to Toy Story, it's not doing what it should be doing or, you know, what you know would have been projected and expected of it. But for, you know, just amongst throw out some uh, some family animated films on the big screen. It's doing okay. It's not like people saying, oh, Lightyear's is Bond. It's a Bond. Oh, it's not. Of it's course. No, fine. no, no. Of course. It's just it's, not doing... Yeah. It's not doing what you would expect it to. But do you, look, know what, do you know what would do better at the box office? Toy Story 5. 100%. You know, oh. I unintentionally... <laughs> I didn't do this on purpose, but, like, over the past couple of weeks, like, um, yeah, you know, I've just been rewatching the the Toy Story movies just because I need to just put an animated thing on the television to keep uh, my kid occupied, and you know, there might as well be something that I will enjoy watching. And we just did um, we did Toy Story for today, and I sort of got like the animation in that movie. I'm like, they just made a real like they just made a live action movie with animation, like it's yeah. mental. And I feel like that was the last time they put that much effort. Into and I'm talking like 
because they knew that was going to be big. So you've run like a Toy Story Five, like of course it will. Of yeah, and maybe so maybe we'll get it, or maybe we'll get a Woody solo film, and we'll get Tom Hanks. I brother. feel like <laughs> because of like again, the box office ain't doing too bad, but still not what they would want. I feel like the box office returns so far of this movie. The criticisms of what you know, people being confused. What is this movie? Why is Chris Evans not Tim Allen? Um, you know, like, oh, why are there two females? You know, living a life, being happy and in love. Um, all these things. I mean, that's not that shouldn't be a thing. But yeah, I feel like maybe a Woody movie. I feel like there's no chance at this point. No, no, no. The, this is going to be a one and done experiment like remember solo a star wars story that film is the reason why we got a obi-wan kenobi tv series on disney plus they had planned so confirmed confirmed a woody television (laughs) television that's what that's what we're getting you said it here first i'm after solo roundup is on its way (laughs) after solo lucasfilm they were going to make a obi-wan kenobi trilogy on the big screen Ewan McGregor was coming back and it got scrapped it got scrapped Solo didn't work mm. like they wanted it to and I think that's what this movie is going to be for them as well yeah yeah we'll see how it goes um, <laughs> but now you're right like we are not getting a Woody movie anytime soon but um, I'm sure Toy Story 5 will come around at some point maybe well maybe it won't i don't know like because will that happen same questions i have the same questions uh following on from toy story 4 will woody be back i mean I he wrote off a toy story movie without woody yeah oh, he... i mean yeah but like i don't he, want to <laughs> he rode off into the sunset didn't he had his happy ending with bo peep you know what if they make woody as a disney plus series of course, I'll sit through it and I'll watch it, good or bad. I mean, I watched the whole of the book of Boba Fett. So, like, if I could watch it at home, <laughs> I'll sit through it. But I don't know. Again, I think this will be it for them trying something like this. Mm-hmm. You, know, you mentioned Toy Story 4, that opening with the rain outside, phenomenal. Like, I mean, it, like, I mean I'd mean, i question, no, I is think, it really I think animated? I did. No, like, <laughs> I, I swear, I'm like, even today I was watching it again, I'm like, did they just go outside and just film and then they animated Woody? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, sure, that'd be, that'd be I easier. swear to God, mental, mental. But yeah, look, if they can make a they can make a Disney Plus show about you know like a Monsters Inc. show, they could do a Woody show. Why not? Why they? I mean, that's true. Not? That's true. I mean, I didn't stick <laughs> with Monsters University. I still haven't watched past the first couple, but it pretty much looked like the films, didn't it? Yeah. That was fun. Second season, not its way. It's good stuff. Anyway, we've um, I think we've got to that point because we're now just rambling about other stuff. Let's uh, let's rate Lightyear. Yeah, this movie has a runtime of one hour forty. I've got to be honest, it felt so much longer. This felt like <laughs> such a long film, and at times I was looking over at my kid thinking. Are you really, are you liking this? Is this doing it for you? I mean, ah, oh, I I wanted to see this film, and I'm glad that I watched it in time for us to review it, and I wanted to see it on the big screen. But 
it's nothing special. It looks great. It really does. But I thought it was just, it was good, but nothing more than that. I'm going to come in at a three out of five. The, the, yeah. the trailers, the trailers they put out with David Bowie, Spaceman, were great. Like it looked really good before watching it. And whether it's because they really are stuck on that planet the whole time, I just felt like it. The characters go places more so. Buzz and you know Izzy, like this personal growth. I thought it was going to be more than what it ended up being. Yeah, for me, like, like, like on a production level, like the animation, voice work, like everything is everything's fine and dandy. This is you know looks good. Everything everything checks. Um, the first half an hour, if if that was all I'd watched, I would be like, oh my god, give me more. Like we this that was the first half an hour is great. Um, it really is like a nice contained story there's emotion to it there's you know there's a there's loss but it's almost like in a bittersweet kind of way um and conceptually again i i'm on board with what they're trying to do here it's exciting it's interesting the rest of the movie is fun but it is more action heavy than anything else the character work is you know, they, they kind of dropped the ball a bit there. Buzz as a character is still excelling. There's still things going on with him and the conflict with himself, <laughs> like literally himself. Um, yeah, you know, there's interesting stuff there. And, you know, there's, there's gags. There's enough in this movie to be like, you know, this is worth watching and, you know, I'll watch it again when it lands on Disney Plus probably next week or whenever it is, sometime very soon. Um it, it's fine, but it's not, I guess you said it, like it's not anything special. First half an hour, pretty special. But then the rest of it doesn't keep it up to that, up to that level. Um, they definitely went more into like, hey, let's just have an, a, you know, an adventurous, fun time, which is great, but it doesn't actually make for a great movie. But um, I'm going to come in exactly the same as you, three out of five. All right, now, as we, um, as we always do, we've got a bit of trivia for you. I thought I'd keep this one short and sweet. Tim Allen. Tim Allen was Buzz Lightyear, and in a way still is. I was going to um, say, yeah, he still is. Movies. Yeah, he still is. Let's not, you know, no one's been, he has not been replaced. <laughs> um, we're all good. Um, but obviously, Chris Evans is the voice of, of Buzz Lightyear in this film. I thought this was, this was interesting. They share the same birthday, 13th of June for both of them. For um, Tim Allen, 13th of June, 1953, currently the ripe old age of 69. And Chris Evans, 13th of June, 1981, still still a spring chicken, 41 oh, years wow. old. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Did not know that. There we go. Yay, trivia you didn't know is always always good trivia. Um, but that's it for our review of Lightyear. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcast. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Jurassic World Dominion and Hustle. And be sure to check out our next review, Thor, Love and Thunder. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.